everyone. Welcome. You're watching Be the People. I'm Rishika Barwa. As the chorus for a uniform civil code grows ahead of the 2024 elections, the ruling BJP government would have us all believe that enacting a common law that will apply to all religious communities is perhaps the only way forward in bringing about sweeping reforms for women's rights in India. While there is no doubt that religious personal laws have been discriminatory towards women, will uniformity or codification of personal laws solve the decade-old problem? While men and women alike may support the idea of a uniform civil code in principle, because who doesn't think women must have equal rights in marriage, inheritance, divorce, maintenance of custody of children? We all think that women deserve these rights, but it's far more complex than that. Because just as polygamy permitted by the Muslim law needs to be outlawed, so does the Hindu Undivided Family Act that gives tax benefits only to Hindus and leaves out married daughters from inheritance. The Hindu law discriminates between heirs of deceased men and women. Christian women are not recognized as natural guardians of their children. The Muslim law recognizes marriage of minors. Parsis don't recognize adoptive daughters' rights. Some Naga tribes prohibit women inheriting property. So if it were that simple, it would have already been done. The idea of a uniform civil code has been part of the BJP's election manifestos all through. Ideally, the Indian Succession Act 1925, currently applicable only to Christians and Parsis, should apply to all. But will it? And why doesn't it? Now, what the structure, the shape, the form of the divorce, alimony, inheritance, custody laws is going to be has not been spelt out. We don't know what the Uniform Civil Code is going to look like as far as women's rights are concerned. But there is already opposition coming in from the Muslim Personal Law Board, from Adivasi groups, from Sikh groups, among others. Now, what's interesting to note here is what the 22nd Law Commission uh, so, the 22nd Law Commission has actually sought fresh inputs from the public on the Uniform Civil Code. The question is, why was the 21st Law Commission report that has an essentially talked about the Uniform Civil Code been ignored? Now, what does the 21st Law Commission report says? This report clearly says that the Uniform Civil Code is neither necessary nor desirable at this stage. Instead, it suggested some changes in the different personal laws. This report came out in 2018. There are now fresh inputs that have been sought by the Law Commission on Uniform Civil Code. On We the People tonight, we're asking a very simple question. Do uniform rights essentially mean gender justice? Will a civil code, a uniform civil code, not impinge on women's rights to religious freedom? Why not amend the discriminatory personal laws first? These are some of the questions that we hope to get opinions and answers to. Joining me this uh, evening, we have uh, Flavia Agnes, women's rights activist. We have Farah Nakvi, writer and activist. Satyapal Jain, additional solicitor general of India. Feroz Mithiborwala, an Indian activist. And uh, Zakia Soma, women's rights activist, all joining me. Thank you all very much uh, for being with us on NDTV. This is an extremely interesting issue. And I have an extremely interesting audience, a very bright young audience of journalism students, law students and political science students who have a lot of questions and a lot of opinions on this issue as well. Um, but Feroz Mithiborwala, I want to begin by asking you, like I said at the very outset, there are no simple and clear answers. If the Uniform Civil Code was indeed simple, if it was indeed something that you know could have led to sweeping reforms as far as women's rights are concerned, it would have been done already. No, undoubtedly, it's a very complex issue. Uh, but I think the focus should be on gender equality and justice. 
the groups opposing the Uniform Civil Court, from Muslims to Sikhs to even Adivasis and now even the Parsis, they are all con talking of the great pluralism and diversity in Indian society, but none of their uh, none of their letters or drafts actually talk about the issue of equality or justice. Mm. So it is a tall order, mm. though it is high time now that these reforms are brought in uh, brought into uh, place actually, and uh, and if there is an honest attempt and I. Uh, for now, we don't doubt, though we don't know what the Uniform Civil Code is all about. Yes. There is no draft in the public domain. The Uttarakhand has been through this exercise way back in 2022. Hmm. So there are certain media reports of what the draft is all about. Yes. But as yet, we don't know what the UCC is. So in principle, yes, we are. But we still have to see the writing. Right. So in principle, you say that you agree with the Uniform Civil Code because if amending personal laws was so easy, it would have essentially already been done over the last couple of decades. But Flavia Agnes, it's not that simple, is it? As as uh, you know, as somebody who's written extensively about this issue, how would you respond to those who say that you know, if amending personal laws um, first was indeed a solution, as has been recommended by the previous Law Commission report as well, it would have already been done. It is not a very simple issue. There are two problems here. One is the right of different minorities and how they are responding to this. And India is a vast country. India has um, everyone, including the Hindus, are governed by uh, customs, traditions, practices, etc. And under Article 13, each of them is a law. Uh, custom, tradition, and uh, everything else is regarded as a law under Article 13. Now, when we say we want a uniform civil code, a uniform does not mean justice, as you rightly pointed out. Earlier. Uniform means same for everybody. Uniform means a common law. But now we're talking about gender justice. So the question here is that 21st Law Commission came very specifically, worked for two years, and in the two years they uh, brought out, after speaking to uh, many groups, many individuals, many people, stakeholders, they brought out a report, which is 185 pages, 31st August 2018. And they made a lot of recommendations to take out, to weed out gender discrimination and make the parties equal. Now the question, uh, particularly HUF property, um, um, other discrimination, guardianship, hmm. custody, adoption, all of them. Hmm. Masi uh, being deprived if marriage outside. All of them are included in hmm. uniform age of marriage, etc. Hmm. The point is that the government did not look at it. It was not convenient for them because they said a uniform law is neither uh, required at this moment uh, nor it is essential. Hmm. That's bringing in the reform first. So as uh, Pirola just pointed out, uh, <laughs> there is uh, uh, no attempt has been made to bring in the reforms. And if you brought in the reforms, then it will be gender just. Uniform, uniform civil code is not the only way hmm. to attain gender justice. But then, the, the but then the question, court, but then the question that you know uh, uh, critics will ask, uh, uh, and is 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 that why not? No, basically, That's not uh, the only basically, thing because you can do these smaller reforms and uh, bring in the changes uh, about polygamy, about. Uh, Monogamous uh, marriages, right. custody, adoption, okay. No, okay, basically. Zakia Soman, one sec, let me get it, let me get Zakia Soman to respond to that. Zakia Soman, do you right. agree with what Flavia said? 
No, I couldn't get the last part of it, Rishika. Can you please repeat it for no, me? No, the uh, the argument that she makes is is to first go ahead and amend the personal laws instead. Oh of yes, sleeping, yes, 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 yes. Yes, so uh, so I'm so glad. I'm so glad because for the last twenty years, at least we as Muslim women's organization have been demanding codified Muslim family laws. Oh, exactly. hmm. But our demand has persistently fallen on deaf ears. Hmm. Neither the clergy, nor the politicians, nor the social leaders, nobody paid any heed to it. Now, when the BJP is talking about the Uniform Civil Code, which is part of their political agenda, it is part of their manifesto. So now people are, you know, going back, harking back and saying, oh, let's reform the Muslim family laws. I'm so glad you know, publicly for the first time, a lot of people other than our own members are talking about reforming Muslim family laws and are talking about codifying Muslim family, Muslim family laws. Yes. But, but, but you know, Rishika, the, the problem here is that although, as was rightly said, uh, uh, UCC has been about gender justice and gender equality, but right from day one, it has been mired in politics. That's how, you know, the very, very noble uh, attempt by Jawaharlal Nehru, by Baba Sahib Ambedkar, mm. by Rajkumari Amritkar had to be dropped mm. because the opposition was that it is an attack on our ancient civilization and culture. Right. And after that, they found a partial solution by, you know, codifying Hindu family laws. And there was a massive reform in the Hindu laws and a lot of rights were given to the Hindu women in marriage, in family, in okay. divorce, in property, everything. But thanks to the persistence, you know, uh, resistance by the Muslim cons- conservatives, the personal law boards and the clergy, hmm. that Muslim women have been denied, systematically discriminated against it and denied their rights. The very, very Quranic rights, you know, such as meher, such as guardianship and custody of children, such hmm. as sh- uh, share in property, they have not translated into reality because we refuse to have a codified Muslim family law. Okay. So as a result, today, uh, Muslim women are amongst the most discriminated citizens. Right. On, on, on account of, of course, on account of the onslaught which is going on, the hate crimes which are going on, yes. that is one part of it. But within the community and within the family, the Muslim women are not equal. They are forever okay. considered subordinate so- as daughters, as wives, as sisters. As mothers. Okay. So that is the problem. Farah Nakwi, how do you respond to what Zakia Soman has to say? That, you know, I mean, if you, if you, if you look at some of the anecdotal evidence that she said mm. in dealing with, uh, you know, personal law boards, she believes that this is the only way, a uniform civil code bringing about sweeping changes uh, or uniformity in laws for women across religions is the only way to achieve gender justice. How, what do you make of that argument? Well, let me say with, with uh, extreme respect uh, that I disagree with um, uh, the very eloquent uh, plea that uh, uh, Ms. Soman has made just now. Uh, it sounds very much like uh, the saving of Muslim women that the Bharatiya Janata Party has been claiming it's already done in substantial measure by bringing in this absolutely awful criminalization of Muslim men through the triple talaq law. That law was unnecessary. That law is unconscionable. It is a law that criminalizes a civil act. No other community confronts this kind of criminalization. And if we're talking about uniformity, in fact, if the purpose of that triple talaq law that people like Ms. Suman backed so strongly 
um, was to uh, secure the rights and prevent abandonment of women. Hmm. Um, uh, let me point out that the abandonment of women is not a Muslim problem. Hmm. The abandonment of women, according to the last 2011 census, was in fact 2.37 million uh, women, of which 1.9 million were Hindu women who had been abandoned, thrown out of their houses okay. without any valid form of divorce. So I would say you want uniformity. Let's criminalize all men in this country who run around abandoning their wives. Now, that's my first point. Okay. Since you asked me a very specific yes. point yes. to respond to what Miss yes. Woman has said. And this is with great respect to her work. Number two, this entire debate, unfortunately, is like blind men and an elephant. Nobody knows what they are talking about because the assumption that a uniform civil code will be gender just in the hands of this government or any government. Yes. I would like to see your credentials of gender justice thus far. Right. What are your feminist credentials? Have you spoken okay. to the vast women's movement in this country? Is your idea of gender justice the same as mine? Or are you broadly intending to work within the parameters of what is a very, just one second, let me complete my point, a very, very patriarchal system of descent, of lineage, of inheritance, hmm. of, you know, uh, of wives going to, to husbands' homes, taking their names, kids are called. And this great myth, you know, it's a myth. Hmm. It's an absolute myth that somehow so codification... What, what do you then propose? I am saying, number one, I want to say that codification is simply no solution. Okay. The codified Hindu law, those four laws, did not give women gender justice. Oh, okay. In fact, the in the Succession Act, it was in 2005 that you did get equal rights. Women became co-partners. These are changes that were brought about slowly. So okay. nothing is going to be a magic wand. Um, I do, yes... Yes, I want gender justice. Loudly, strongly, we must have gender justice. But how are we going to go about okay. creating it? Okay. That is the big question. What this uniform civil code will I think will we contain? all agree on the end. It's the means that is up for debate. Right. And Firoz, Firoz disagrees with you. So let me give him uh, a chance. No, basically, uh, I would stand with what Zakia said. Uh, Zakia Soman, rather. Uh, she and a group, the Bharati Muslim Andolan, for the last two decades and more, have been at eight trying to talk to the mullahs, to the All India Muslim Personal Award, but they haven't moved a step ahead hmm. to the limit that the All India Muslim Personal Award right. still supports child marriage okay. to the age of 13 and 15 yes. girls. Okay. Yes. Now, the other point there is, is I think while is. referring to Article 13, where customs are laws, yes. where, which, which have a large problem with because a lot of customs... Are, but Article 14 should be referred to. Yes. Article 14 essentially says... The states, which is about equality before law, yes. the states shall not deny to any person equality before the law or the equal protection of laws within the territory of India. Right to equality is recognized as the basic feature of the constitution. Okay. Now, that is where we see violation after violation, especially in context of the Muslim women who still don't even have a, mod, a okay. codified Muslim I, person law. I want and to, nor is it going to be codified just, by the existing... I want to just broaden the scope of this discussion because yeah. I had a feeling that we would limit ourselves to a conversation around these two or three things, which is why, you know, we have we have a graphic mm. on air and we, we put that out right now, which talks about Hindu law, Christian law, Muslim law, Parsi law, 
you know, even Naga tribes prohibiting women inheriting property. So I think it's important to understand this conversation in a larger context. And and Flavia, you know, I have, I have a lot of audience members who want to come in as well. But Flavia, very quickly, I want to ask you, this isn't just about the rights of Muslim women. This goes far beyond. Can you repeat, please? I said this isn't just about the rights of Muslim women. This goes far beyond. I mean, this is about the rights of Christians, Parsis, Naga women, Hindu women. This this is something that concerns women across religious lines. I agree with you. It is very broad in that sense. And that is why we are saying show us a drop. Because it is such a complex issue. And all of us are into it. Hmm. All our rights will be the same. All the personal okay. laws will go. So then uh, are we saying and best practices will be uh, included in this? So are we saying that Meher is a good practice, which is under Islamic law? Right. So will we, all of us have, have the right of okay. Meher okay. at the time of wedding? So uh, similarly, whatever is good in other laws, are we going to have it all together? And uh, then we look at the draft and see, yes. This is agreeable. Okay. But blindly. So you're saying it's, it's going to have to be on a case to case basis and you know the, the, the Can devil in, in a certain please? sense is going to lie in the details. That's going to be really, that, that's going to be no, really no, important. No. Can I I've, come in for a minute please? Yes, please. Yeah. So I just want to say, you know, there is something slightly naive about the assumption that uh, uh, they are going to put out a draft and then they are going to patiently wait to listen to us. Right. That's not how laws have been made in this country okay. in the recent past. So that is why there is a great deal of concern. I agree with Flavia. Yes, of course. The bring the best of all laws, remove yes. the remove the garbage of all. No problem. Okay. But do not perpetuate myths. The mm -hmm. Goa Civil Code, for example, is one of those myths that's being perpetuated. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with it's you. It's not it's not equal. And it actually allows polygamy if the woman does not have a son by the age of 30. It allows a Hindu man to remarry. Right. I'm saying that there are problems in the myth making that is going okay. on around this discussion. Okay. okay. Yeah. Satyapal Jain, do you want to come in there? I mean, I think the big question here then is what is going to be that code? Um, and, and what's going to be the process? You know, is there going to be a draft code that's going to be put out in the public domain for discussion? Is that or has that already happened with the back channels and we're just going to be told what it's going to be? Can can you tell us a little more about the process? In all likelihood, yeah. Appreciate appreciate the constitutional provision. We are all governed by the Constitution of India. Article forty four, I need not repeat, says that states shall endeavor to secure uniform civil code for all citizens. Okay. Number two, so far as the present issue is concerned, the law commission is a statutory authority which is recognized by all the courts, etc. Et yes. yes. They have, as per my information, about 19 lakh suggestions. They will examine and submit the report. This report will go to the government, then government will examine it. Then it will go to yes, parliament. On that point, Mr. Jain, I, I want to just ask you, because you understand how this works better than I do. Why was the 21st Law Commission report findings ignored? Why are we not looking at what the 21st Law Commission has said? Because they very clearly said that we don't need a uniform civil code. We need to look at how we can modify the existing personal codes. Mr. Jen? Mr. Jen, can you hear me? Okay, we. I will. I, I will try and come back to you and ask that question. I, I believe that you know you are on your way here and you got stuck in the rain. So 
you have patchy network there in the car but uh, you know very bright audience like i said is with us today and a lot of them have questions karnika you want you want to go first yeah hello my name is karnika i'm from op jinders yeah am i audible yes yeah. go ahead so i wanted to ask like if there is going to be a uniform civil code and then why do we need exemptions for it like what is the need for exemptions or exceptions okay so if there are exemptions then how is it essentially a code you want to take that no that's very true because uh, the adivasis are clearly resisting this yes the sikhs of punjab has asked that we will not accept so is it is it then is it then really a uniform civil so code i think that's the question so i think it's about mr modi the prime minister saying it's all about our muslim sisters okay so that's what is it about i'd also like to inter- interject here uh, on a matter i supported the bill against the incident triple talaq hmm the final result is always he was scared mongering that thousands of muslim men will go to jail hmm. not a single muslim man has gone to jail okay. and incident triple talaq has ended for good okay. so let's welcome that all right saurav so while going on this topic we have been talking about uh, uh, equality we have been talking about justice the whole uh, conversation has been uh, you know based upon how muslim women are impacted how hindu women are impacted hmm. but there is another segment of people the non binary people in india hmm. and i just want to ask how do you think is this ucc going to affect them is there any specific laws in ucc which you know we, sh- we should bring upon as they don't have any specific uh, personal laws exactly. or just for them zakir suman do you want to respond to that i think we also yes. don't have clarity like we said at the very yes. outset so we don't know mm. a lot of these answers yes. but that's a good point uh, isn't it so to begin with to begin with the affidavit by the center in the same sex marriages petition needs to change uh, we need to legally accept same sex marriages we need to accept uh, all the gi- uh, di- uh, gender diversities as equal citizens of india hmm. we need to uh, ac- ac- recognize marital rape as a crime we need to allow all women across all faith backgrounds to enter all places of worship be it shabrimala be it haji ali be it some church be it some darga okay we need to also revisit the age of consent right. because in pokso it has been raised uh, the age has been raised to 18 as a as a result young people in love who indulge in you know who are sexually active the the boys end up getting criminalized so there is a, a whole lot see and then we need okay. to uh, revise strengthen and popularize the special marriages act we need to do away with the 30 day notice period in mm. the special marriage act mm. we need to take legal action against vigilantism be it in the name of law jihad yes. or be it in the name But- of honor killings you know the caste uh, intercaste these are these are also. a whole host of very ideal yes, ideal scenarios yes. but you know one doesn't really know what's cooking so we don't know whether any of that's going to happen but more questions go ahead good afternoon everyone i have one question through the course of the debate i have observed that one of the basic steps towards ucc is the codification of the personal laws right instead of taking that step isn't it easier to amend the personal laws first for example the shahbano case although overturned it was later interpreted in such a way that the rights of muslim women are protected by giving them equal maintenance right. or a considerable amount that's, of maintenance that's a good point that the so, lot of people have and we've sort so of why does it take so long to amend the personal laws first i think we we've, yeah. we've had a bit of that conversation uh, whoever else had questions go so ahead yeah what in your humble opinion that uh, the the issue is arising now to implement ucc in whole of the nation because the state of goa has already applied ucc many years ago right that is my um, question okay so i think there's there've been some conversations about about goa as well but you had another interesting question go ahead i have a question that what could be the concerns and apprehensions that ma'am and sir want to add in the proceedings or want to add in the suggestions for the government while implementing the ucc okay so i think lot of those suggestions uh, uh, have also been talked about but 
you know very interesting i want to just get very quick last comments on the timing because this uniform civil code is not a new conversation this is a this is a conversation that we've we've continued yeah. to have over a period of time like i said at the very outset this has been in almost all bjp manifestos throughout uh, so the timing of it very quickly flavia what do you make of the timing of this conversation we're having today this is the uh, most important concern to us that this government record uh, or uh, this strategy over gender justice and uh, women's rights has not been very uh, 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 heartwarming hmm. uh, in fact it has been quite negative for women so suddenly uh, the government is waking up on the eve of election and saying that we must have a ucc and he's got support from some uh, women's right. muslim women's groups like uh, zakia soman said and filos uh, uh, so, etc but uh, i feel that overall everybody is asking for an exemption yes christians are asking for exemptions nagaland is asking for an exemption mizoram is asking for exemptions parsis are asking for an uh, exemption christians are asking for exemption so everybody is exempted and what remains okay so uh, i am not opposed to uniform civil code i am not opposed to codification but i am saying that it is has to be a gradual affair well and you have to have greater discussion with it. different communities it Absolutely. cannot be you listen to few voices absolutely i think that, that that that's that's really key that you know there has to be a consensus building exercise across communities uh, and let's just not make this about the rights of muslim women because like we've highlighted in the broadcast there are several different laws that are discriminatory historically and all of them need to be looked at there has to be a consensus building exercise before and you know we don't know what the code is going to be what it's going to entail we've only managed to just scratch the surface of this conversation and this is an issue that we will continue to talk about because it concerns all of us thank you all very much once again for joining us on this edition of we the people good night